good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you about stubbornness. Now I want to read you a few scriptures to get this started. Now these scriptures are going to be from the Amplified Bible. Uh, Jesus is sending messages or letters to the churches and you can find this in Revelation. I'll give you the the uh, verse for each one of these. So to start with Revelation chapter 2 verse 5. Now this is in the message to Ephesus. So remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will. And do the works you did at first, when you first knew me. Otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand. The church will remove the church, its impact, from its place unless you repent. Then we have Revelation chapter 2, verse 16. This is the message to Pergamum. Therefore, repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will. Or else I am coming to you quickly, and I will make war and fight against them with the sword of my mouth in judgment. Then in Revelation chapter 3, verse 3, the message to Sardis. So remember and take to heart the lessons you have received and heard. Keep and obey them and repent. Change your sinful way of thinking and demonstrate your repentance with new behavior that proves a conscious decision to turn away from sin. So then, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 19, the message to Laodicea, now I may say that incorrectly and I apologize, those to whom I dearly and tenderly love, I rebuke and discipline, showing them their faults and instructing them. So be enthusiastic and repent to change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will. So do you see the theme here? The theme, and this is to the churches. Okay, the Lord is calling us to repent, to wake up. Now, yes, this was sent to or told to specific churches at those times, but those churches are also representative to us as a whole, the church as a whole, what church, the Lord's church, God's church, not a specific denomination, but all Christians, all Christians belong to the Lord's church, and that's who these messages are to. The Lord, the Lord is calling us to repent, to wake up. But we, as people, can be so stubborn. We're, we can be so hard-hearted to God and to His Word. Revelation chapter 9, verses 20 and 21. Now this is after the sixth trumpet. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent even then of the works of their hands so as to cease worshiping and paying homage to the demons and the idols of gold and silver and of bronze and of stone and of wood which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders, nor of their sorceries, which their sorceries implies drugs, intoxications, nor of their immorality, which implies immorality, sexual immorality, and other immorality, nor of their thefts.
In Revelation chapter 16, verses 8 through 11, this is the bowls of wrath. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was given power to scorch humanity with raging fire. People were severely burned by the great heat, and they reviled the name of God, who has power over these plagues, but they did not repent of their sin and glorify him. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness, and people gnawed their tongues because of the pain of their excruciating anguish and severe torment, torment and they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their anguish and their sores, abscesses and boils, and they did not repent of what they had done, nor hate their wickedness. Now, before we say or believe that this does not apply to us, because we say, well, we're not paying, we're not worshiping and paying homage to demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, let's, let's think about that a little harder. Are we not? Do we not have our own little idols? Do we not have our own things that we put in front of God? We need to make sure we don't. That's for sure. We need to make sure that we don't. But we need, you know, we we don't need to discount this just because this doesn't sound like us. What if, what if we're putting something else in front of God? Something else is our idol, and it's just not made of gold and silver. But maybe it's paper money. Maybe it's, you know, a something that maybe we consider to be a hobby, but we've really taken it to an extreme. We're obsessed, and we put it in front of God. We put it in front of everything. You know, you know, maybe we've gotten into gambling or pornography, or maybe we've gotten into other things. Maybe some things that seem innocent, but we get into it to such a degree that we put it in front of God, and that we let it become what's the most important thing to us when we should be putting that kind of focus on God. So we don't want to be quick, we don't want to be too quick to discount this and say, well, that doesn't apply to me. Well, maybe we should do some close self-examination and make sure, you know, whether we believe these events that we've, that we've just discussed, whether we believe those events have happened or will happen, or will never happen, does not matter. The lesson that we learn from this is the same. Look down through history at awful events and terrible calamities, and yet people do not turn to God. Instead, they turn from God. They blame God. So many people refuse to believe or even offer God a chance in their lives. And many are taught this in society from a young age. I know we as humans can be stubborn. Sometimes we do not want to admit we are wrong or see how wrong we are. It can be very hard to recognize and unlearn the wrong things we have been taught. Sometimes our, your instructor or our instructor was our, our parent or a favorite teacher or just someone we really knew and respected and liked. And this makes it hard to listen and possibly accept another view if we've already accepted and bought in <clears throat> to that from someone else. 
even when the facts support it, it can be hard to change our minds and to change our viewpoint. We can be so intent on having things our way or, well, the way we were taught or the way we were raised and not changing, being unwilling to change or learn. But we need to recognize, even just from a practical standpoint, that we can be hurting ourselves with stubbornness. You know, stubbornness can be a good thing when we're stubborn for the Lord and we refuse to to back down or to, um, you know, uh, or walk away. You know, we, re- we refuse to give in to other things and we stay with the Lord. We stand for the Lord. When we, we're persistent and stubborn in that way, that's good. But when we're persistent and stubborn in being against the Lord or rebelling against learning new, then, you know, new things from God, then we, you know, new to us. There's nothing, I know there's nothing really new, but I mean, new to us. I learn something new, um, you know, most every day I, I tend to think I learn something new a lot of times. So we need to always have an open mind to learning, to changing We are always changing to meet God. God does not change. We change to become more like the Lord, to be more like God. If we have believed something incorrectly, if we have done something wrong, especially when we know it is bad for us and may be hurtful to others or hurtful to ourselves, we need to repent. Ask for forgiveness. Learn to trust and follow God. Now, repenting is not just saying, oh, I'm sorry, and asking for forgiveness. It has to go a step further. We have to change. We have to change our action and change our belief to follow along with this repentance. I can't, let's say that I'm, well, I'm just going to use a very obvious example. Let's say I'm stealing. I'm shoplifting. Let's just say I'm shoplifting. For whatever reason, I have a, a thing where I, I shoplift. Well, I can't repent of shoplifting, truly repent and ask for forgiveness, and say I've learned my lesson if I continue to shoplift. Okay? Now, it may take time to, te- to, to learn my lesson and to quit doing that, Um, That may not be the best example, but let's just say if it was drink or drugs or anything else, I mean, anything you might, you know, want to do, and it may take time for you to quit doing that totally and completely, but you have to start somewhere, and you have to try to start changing yourself, and uh, change does not happen all at once as a, you know, just, woo, I I repented, I changed immediately. Uh, Unfortunately, it takes more than that. It takes more effort. It takes more work than that. So, But we have to learn to trust and follow God. That is probably the hardest lesson of all, to put our faith in God, to put our faith in Him, who we cannot see, and we cannot entirely prove God to others. If they really refuse to believe, again, stubbornness, it's, it's really difficult. We can't totally prove God to them. But we can praise and thank God for his forgiveness. He is always faithful and loving to us. If we look at Joel chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, 
Even now, says the Lord. I'm sorry, even now, says the Lord. Turn and come to me with all your heart in genuine repentance, with fasting and weeping and mourning, until every barrier is removed and the broken fellowship is restored. Rip your heart to pieces in sorrow and contrition, and not your garments. Now return in repentance to the Lord your God. For his gracious and compassionate, for he is gracious and compassionate, apologize, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, faithful to his covenant with his people, and he relents his sentence of evil when his people genuinely repent. Now some of that is very amplified, and I'm going to go back and read this without that, okay? But even now, says the Lord, turn and come to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rip your heart to pieces and not your garments. Now return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, and he relents evil. So in other words, turn to God and he will show love and mercy to us. He will forgive us. But we need to let go of our stubbornness. We need to turn to God. Let's not be stubborn. Let's correct our ways and repent of those. Let's return to God. Return to the Lord. He will forgive us. He will save us. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And remember... God loves you.